We are Lisa and Angie, and you are listening to another episode of Pep Talks and Prosecco. If you are loving this podcast, we would be so darn grateful if you left us a rating and review on this podcast platform. You can also let us know that you're listening to our podcast by taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing it on your socials. But remember to tag us. We are just so freaking happy that you are here. And now it's time to settle in with your favorite glass of bubbly and enjoy this week's pep talk. Cheers to you, Lisa. Cheers, Angie. Happy freaky Sunday to you, Lisa. Happy Sunday. Oh my gosh. Welcome back to season five of Pep Talks and Prosecco. How excited are you? Oh my gosh. Can you say it one more time? A little bit louder for the people in the back. Season what? Season five. One, two, three, four, five. Can you believe it? Oh my God. I think really I poured one glass of Prosecco and I'm feeling like I should have poured a second just to celebrate season five. No kidding. Well, cheers to that. Let's cheers so we can actually sip this delicious. Cheers to you. Oh my gosh. Mm. Tastes Ah. so good. Does it taste better when we are doing a podcast episode? Prosecco tastes best when we're doing pep talks and Prosecco. We're together. We are kicking off the premiere of another season. I'm telling you, all the stars have aligned for us to be enjoying some Prosecco. Um, okay. So are we going to arm wrestle over who's going to tell our listeners about what season five is going to be all about? I see you chomping. So why don't you take it away? Go for it. (laughs) I really am. I really am going to go through the microphone and through the screen today. You guys, we have been planning for months and months and we have talked about the theme for season five. I, I want to say starting at the beginning of season four. Is that bad to say? (laughs) We really have been. And it really boils down to this. We often get asked, I just don't know how you two do it all. Mm -hmm. And we have found ourselves saying that to other people as well. And so we thought season five theme is how does she do it? right? And notice what we took out. We took out the word all. It's just, how does she do it? Mm -hmm. How does she do it? And this season is going to knock your freaking socks and everything else off as well. It truly is. We have some amazing episodes that you and I are going to hop on and just rumble with things that we have been thinking about for years, really. And not only that, Okay, I know I'm being a little bit biased, but our guest lineup for this season is out of this world. I cannot wait to sit down with some of these guests as well as share them with you, our community. I'm so excited for season five. Oh, we have already recorded some of these episodes already, you guys, Mm -hmm. and the conversations that have occurred are just 
I, I, again, like, I don't want to brag, but they're really freaking awesome. Like really freaking <laughs> awesome. And I think we still have the momentum just surging through our veins from our summer series as well. Yeah. Right. Like it's yeah. just like growing and growing. And, and because of you guys, we have had well over 4,000 podcast downloads of pep talks and Prosecco. I can't what? even, I can't even thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting us and listening to us. This was a little dream and it turned into the podcast that could, yes. and you're right. Hey, we keep gaining uh, more momentum and gaining new listeners. And it's just, it's truly a labor of love, but it's so freaking fun. It is so freaking fun, but you know, what's not so super fun is, is, is what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we're going to make light of it, but it truly (laughs) is, we're going to have lots of giggles, but it truly is super not fun. When we talk about how busy we are or how we're craving or feel like we're entitled to a very traditional definition of balance. Uh And then there's another B word in there that we're going to talk about because we tell ourselves all this stuff and that would be a bunch of bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. And so today's episode, I'm so excited. We're going to talk about busy. We're going to talk about balance and we're going to talk about all the other bullshit that we deal with and rumble with. So how are we going to kick this off today? Cause you, you guys know, Lisa and I really, we do not script our podcasts. No. We, know, we know kind of what we're going to talk about. And then we just have a conversation because that is us being authentic for you. So Lisa, what are you, what are you thinking about busy? Should we go, should we start with busy today? Yeah, I think that is a great place to start. I love it. The word busy. And you and I have talked about this concept of busy for many years. I can even think of a conversation that you and I had right before we kind of birthed Weatherwill Group and the idea of Weatherwill Group. And that's, you know, people are walking around with that busy badge, like it's a badge of honor, telling everyone how busy they are. And we're all expected to feel, you know, empathy or feel sorry for you that you are um, so busy. But you and I have kind of shifted the script a little bit or changed the way that we we approach busyness. And that is that uh, we choose to focus on being more productive Mm. than busy because we can be really busy and accomplish very little. So here's the, you know, the little pep talk is take your busy cape or your busy badge off or your busy trophy or your busy trophy and start getting curious about those things that are sucking up your time and your energy and whether or not they are serving what you value Mm. or what is your purpose. Mm. You have, yeah, I like, I love that. And you have been a mentor for me around busy because I feel like I've been fairly in recent years, self-aware. I'm I'm cautious about how I use that word and I'm, and I'm a freaking human. So there are days where someone will ask me how I'm doing. I'm I'm busy, man. Like I'm busy. 
And then I kind of catch myself and go, hmm, that's interesting why I chose that word. But I will never forget, Lisa, you shared with me that when you are in certain settings, when uh, you have to report and stuff, that um, you really shift that language and you use the word a little bit earlier on here in the podcast to productive. Mm-hmm. And so when perhaps you're like reporting or sharing, instead of saying, you know, I've been busy with, and then you go all the laundry list of all the, all the, all the actions and all the things you've been doing, you reframe that to I've been productive doing, and you're, you're very intentional about what you, how you report on that. And it's really with great intention and it's around your productivity. And I, I've taken that and I'm still a, a beginner in using it, but it shifts so many things. A, it shifts how I am prepared going into those conversations, mm-hmm. really, really focused on, on how I'm going to respond or report. But B, I think that also sends a really important message to those that are actively listening to the response. And, and, and with those conversations, we can make that respectful shift in how we talk about the work and the responsibilities that we have. So, so thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. And productivity <laughs> is my jam. Like, I know it is. And, and not in that like way that hustle culture would suggest that po- you know, productivity needs to look like, but just really, you know, kind of like you've said, um, productivity to me is those systems. It's mm-hmm. being intentional about how I'm filling my day. And when I'm in a room with other people, and again, I'm human too. I have not perfected these strategies, but it certainly is something that I work hard at. I'm trying to change the narrative in those situations where we almost, I think of comparative suffering a little bit when I think about this conversation. Do you know where I'm going with this? Because I do like, oh, well, you're busy. Well, here I'm going to see you're busy and raise you a bit of busyness, right? Yes. But when you when, when you talk about what you've been working on, the projects that you've been working on, some, you know, pieces that you've accomplished since the last time you've met, that changes the narrative. And it mm-hmm. changes how people feel about themselves and others in the room, or, or that has been my experience anyway. So rather than saying I've been busy doing this, this, and this, here are some of the projects that my team and I have been working on since we last met. Here's something that we accomplished that we're really proud of. Here's some things that we're still working on. And you know what? I'm going to ask for help mm. to this group. So mm. just, just, you know, changing the way we approach how we, how we provide updates on our progress and our productivity. Oh, I, I love that. And while you were talking, I was just thinking, you know, I really have been focused on in a more professional space that I've been practicing this. But as you were talking, I was thinking, wow, the shift that would make when I before I enter my house at the end of the Mm. day, when I do a little bit of a recap of the day with our video editor, aka my husband, (laughs) um, how was your day? I, I often fall into the list of things that were challenges and perhaps are not resolved yet. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is really a, a timely conversation because it's an opportunity for me to practice that a little bit differently because I do feel that those conversations can potentially then set the tone for the rest of the evening too. Yes. 
and I have the choice there, right? So as you were talking, the other thing I was thinking about as well is that that um, comparative suffering. But then I was thinking that damn resentment also oh, yes. is like, oh, can I come along too? Can I come? Can I come? Pick me, pick me, pick me. That's like, please, please, please. I'll join in on this. Mm-hmm. When you are surrounded with um, perhaps, you know, uh, um, uh, someone else that you spend, you share space with, that they are uh, very much wanting to be cloaked in the world of, of busyness. I do find resentment, resentment wants to trickle in like the sprinklings on the Sunday for me. So and it's, it always comes, it always comes back to getting curious, right? And, mm-hmm. and getting, you know, asking yourself, why am I feeling this way right now? Why am I feeling resentful? Or, um, you know, I used to feel like I couldn't tell some of my friends or share how, um, you know, full my plate was, or, you know, how busy I was feeling at the time, because, you know, I've raised my boy, I'm an empty nester, I have all this extra time. Um, But again, when we go back to that comparative suffering, I have to remind myself that I have spent a lot of time building a system in my personal life, and my work life that ensures that my nervous system gets a break Mm. that ensures that there is time built into my day just for me and my thoughts. Mm. And I keep reminding myself when I start to feel that resentment or, um, you know, I want to, I will see you, you're busy and raise you a few notches that everything that's happening in my life is exactly a result of the systems that I have created or that I am not addressing. Oh, yes. Oh, your self-awareness is so high. All right, everybody. If you are like us and have fallen victim to sacrificing your goals because, I don't know, you're too busy raising your family or maybe you're in a demanding career, you're struggling to find motivation or heck, it might be all of the above. We have been there. Mm-hmm. Through our successes and failures, we have discovered a formula to building habits that don't just last, but they stick as well. And that is how we've been able to reach our goals. And it's also why we created Sustainable Habits, our free seven-day habit-building course. In this email course, we share our proven formula for building habits that last. So we are going to show up in your inbox for seven days straight and share with you strategies and tips that will get you closer to implementing small habits that are going to lead to significant results. So click on the link in the show notes or head to our website, weatherwill.com and click on courses to find sustainable habits. I, lo- I love that so much, Lisa. I mean, I love my Prosecco, but I love, love, love how you were tying that all together. And it really is the most natural segue as we have explored busy, but now to really tackle and get tangled up in this concept of balance. And, oh, I, I like, there are so many things going through my mind right now. So folks, I'm going to be working so freaking hard to, to be succinct and to articulate this. But my first question 
that I often ask people when they are saying, I just want more balance in my life. I say to them, what is your current definition of balance? Okay. And is that a realistic expectation for the goals that you have and the priorities you have and the values that you have in your life? Is it realistic that you're going to go 33, 33, 33% of my time is going to go to all three of these things. And if that's not, then I'm not meeting my goal. And have you set yourself up that way? You and I love to use the word harmony. Mm -hmm. And it's not just because it's such a beautiful word. It's for me, it's a definition that's better suited. So I am very clear on my values and my priorities. And so when I think of balance, if I choose to use that word, it's that I don't have an expectation that it's equal amount of time for every priority. To me, it means that there is balance in that all of those priorities can continue to be nurtured by me despite there may be different amount of time that I can focus on those because of, you know, life priorities, mm-hmm. unexpected things that come our way that despite life occurring, those remain my priorities. And, and that has been such a healthy shift for me. And so when I, when I hear people saying, well, I, I want balance, I really think balance starts with what's your current definition? Mm-hmm. Is that realistic? And if so, then going a little bit deeper of, okay, so how can that be? How can that be without it becoming an additional stress on your life to try and go, okay, well, I need 25% here, 25% there. Like, I find that very stressful for my life and my priorities. Yeah. I love that, Andy. And I know that you have spent so much time getting really clear on what your priorities are. And that is how you are able to make time for the things that you value, because what we focus on grows, right? And so Mm -hmm. when you're really clear on your goals and your values and your priorities, it becomes easier, not easy necessarily, but easier for us to decide what's going to take up our time and our energy. Mm -hmm. Does this serve my purpose? Mm. Yes. Does it scare me? Yes. Okay. I'm doing it anyway. (laughs) Does this serve my purpose? No, thank you. But no, thank you. Mm -hmm. So I think that clarity piece, and I think we sometimes maybe confuse lack of motivation with lack of clarity. Like I think, oh, I'm just not motivated. I hear people say, I could, I just wouldn't be motivated enough to do what you do. I don't think it has anything to do with motivation. I think it has to do again with having clarity on our goals and what we really, we really want out of life. And you talked about unrealistic expectations. And I think that is the evil sister, mother-in-law. It is the Cruella DeVille of all. Yes. Yes. I agree. Is, you know, whether we're putting those expectations on ourselves or, you know, we're hearing them from society, but 
as women, I think we tend to think that we have to do it all and like do all the things, be all the things. Oh, and uh, make sure you look good doing it, right? (laughs) You better look freaking hot while you're at it. Just, I think I've been thinking a lot about this. And when we, when I think about balance now, I don't think about it as being doing it all. I do see it as having it all though. And I think Mm. that is possible. Mm. I think it's possible to have it all when you are clear on what your goals and your priorities and your values are. Mm. And that folks is a pep talk delivered by the one and only Lisa right there. That's it. That's, that's exactly it. Because the reality is that we get asked often, I just don't know how you do it. And my response for me often is I say yes to the things that I know are important to me, or I have a responsibility for. That's right. And I say no to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I say no to a lot of people. And I know I cause frustration for some people sometimes because they're depending on me to say yes, because in the past, I have. And so there's some unlearning that needs to occur and some discomfort that needs to occur as well. And I'm okay with that. I don't lose sleep over that. I don't lose sleep over it. I'm not responsible for, for that anymore. And that is so freeing. And I think that's, that's some of the bullshit that we, that we create is that we always feel like we have to solve everything for everyone some of the best advice I've been given is if people are continually coming to you and asking for your assistance and you're getting irritated or frustrated, you really need to ask yourself, what messages have you sent mm-hmm. in order for them to think that you are the one that, that they need, whether it be to problem solve or to work through something and, and really take a look in the mirror before you start casting your frustration towards anyone else. And, and so it's, it's working through that. And we do, we do this, we create these bullshit environments that are mm-hmm. not healthy, not sustainable, not focused on our priorities. We get maybe some short-term reward from them, but, yeah. but at what cost? Absolutely. There's a pep talk. And you, in, <laughs> in addition to balance and busy and bullshit, I heard another B word in your Ooh. pep talk, and that was boundaries. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. So systems that we put in place to protect ourselves, our well-being, those are boundaries. They are the, the, the loving line in the sand that says, I will, you know, I will love you to hear. And then I'm going to have to love myself after that. And you just, you perfectly described, described that relationship with others. And, and, you know, we, people will treat us how we let them. Mm, Say that again. That's so good. I love that. People will treat us how we let them. Mm. Yeah. It's so good. You know, 
can we go? I know boundaries wasn't really part of when we kind of had brainstormed, but again, <laughs> you guys know, we just go with this. So Lisa's like, where's she going? Um, <laughs> I do want to say this. I think I have witnessed and I have done it myself. People use the word that they're, they, they make the statement that they're setting a boundary, but it's not tied to beliefs or goals or clarity around what is most important. And I guess I would just caution around that. So if you find yourself that I really need to create a boundary here, or I created a boundary, like if you're saying it with a lot of bravado, you may, <laughs> you may want to do a little self-check folks. Um, yes. Boundaries are authentic when you're clear on what is most important for you and what you have direct responsibility for. Hey, well, well now I want you to say that again, because that is really important. Well, but see, here's the thing with me. I you just don't like remember spit, what you I said. spitball my, my comments all the time. <laughs> People do this to me all the time. They're like, can you say that again? That was, I liked how you said that. And I'm just going to write that down. I'm like, I have no idea. I know how I feel and I can find the words and I know my actions will replicate that. But if you're not clear with your purpose, your responsibilities, what's most important to you, you aren't setting boundaries. You're saying you're setting boundaries. That's right. That is not the same thing. Yeah. It's not authentic. Right. Absolutely. <sighs> it all comes down to clarity. It does. I, I agree. And what is most clear to me is the conversations that you and I have the privilege of having mm. this community that continues to listen and knowing what season five is bringing for pep talks and Prosecco. This is just the freaking beginning. You guys, this is where we're going. And it's all because of you and because Lisa and I are so committed and determined and freaking clear on how we want to serve our community and our listeners. This is the part where I want to break into the pointer sisters. I'm so excited. Well, you, well, you can do that. <laughs> I'm going to say cheers to that and cheers to season five of Pep Talks and Prosecco. Hold on to your champagne flutes there, friends, because you are in for a fantastic season five of Pep Talks and Prosecco. Cheers. cheers. <laughs>